The 2024 Senior Bowl is officially over. NFL free agency and the Combine are right around the corner with no needs addressed quite yet. What would Howie Roseman do if the draft was right now? Mock Draft Monday kicks off the 2024 offseason right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. You are Locked On Eagles, your daily Philadelphia Eagles podcast. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. What's up, everybody? I'm Louis DiBiase, host of the Locked On Eagles podcast, Eagles analyst, also over at Bleacher Report. On today's edition of the Locked On Eagles podcast, our first seven-round Eagles mock draft of the 2024 offseason. That's right. Mock Draft Monday is back, baby. Just got back from Mobile, Alabama. The Senior Bowl's over. It's time for some mocks. Today's episode is brought to you by FanDuel. Make every moment more. Right now, new customers get $200 in bonus bets back if your first bet of $5 or more more wins. Visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn today to get started. So if you've been listening to LockedOn Eagles the last seven years, you know you know, around this time of year, not last year because the Super Bowl was going on this week between the Philadelphia Eagles and the Kansas City Chiefs, but normally around Senior Bowl time, we start up Mock Draft Monday every single Monday. Now up until the 2024 NFL Draft, we are going to do a seven-round Eagles Mock Draft. And a lot of the times, it's a predictive mock. It's what we think Howie Roseman would do. It's sometimes what we think they should do. We try different scenarios all the time. What if they go at this position early? What if they trade down? What if they were to trade up? What if they took a luxury pick? What if they, you know, doubled down on one position in back-to-back rounds? Like a couple years ago when they needed receiver help badly, we would do like, what if they took a receiver in the first round and in the second? That's what Mock Draft Monday is all about. It's about throwing things at the wall, seeing what sticks, seeing what people like, what they don't like, and then eventually compare it to what Howie Roseman eventually does on today's first mock draft of the 2024 offseason I want to make it predictive what I think Howie Roseman would do right now if the roster stood the way it is it's just the draft right now the needs are what they are after the 2023 season what would Howie do and of course again the this is not the NBA free agency is first he could make a trade for Patrick Sertain and suddenly cornerback isn't really a big need in the first round he could bring in Patrick Queen and suddenly linebackers not a need on day two or he could sign a new tackle or edge rush sure so he can go with those other positions in the draft again that's going to happen in a month a lot of the times how he likes to address those short-term needs in free agency so he doesn't have to quote-unquote reach in the draft although sometimes I disagree with that philosophy but overall right now the Eagles have a lot to address if he could only use the draft what would he do let's kick things off with rounds one and two in segment one we're gonna do rounds three through five in segment two and then we'll wrap things up in segment three with the end of the draft and some of my key takeaways from this mock and again want to know what you guys think after the mock draft hit me up on twitter at lockdown birds at dibiase loe we're going to be doing this all throughout the offseason let's get mock draft monday episode one started right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. The Eagles right now picking with the 22nd overall selection. And some of the main needs that I would say, and we're already getting some trade offers. So again, you're going to see that for our YouTube viewers, the Raiders offering the 26th pick and the 77th overall selection. Um, I actually kind of like that trade. 
Howie Roseman could move down, collect another day two pick. Right now, he's picking at 22nd overall. He has two second round picks because of the trade with the New Orleans Saints a few years ago and a third rounder. In this scenario with the Raiders, we can move down four picks, collect another third. So then you have a first, two seconds, and two thirds. And with the amount of needs the Eagles do have, I kind of like that. Right now, though, again, going back to what I was saying, some of the biggest needs I would say the Eagles have short term for 2024, cornerback, safety and linebacker. As you guys know, I will not shut up about those positions on this podcast. I would say long term, it's eventually a right tackle replacement for Lane Johnson. It's another edge rusher in case Nolan Smith doesn't work out. We don't know the contract situation long term for Josh Sweat and Hassan Riddick. Are they both going to get extensions? Will only one? Will they move off of both? Brandon Graham's going to retire within a year. Defensive end is another spot they could look into. Even defensive tackle, depending on how you feel regarding Jordan Davis and Milton Williams. Not sure if Fletcher Cox is going to come back. For me, though, I'm very focused on the second and third level of the defense. But I do think Howie will address those in free agency and through trades and probably on day two and day three of the draft. So I am going to accept this trade with the Raiders. I'm going to move down from the 22nd overall pick to 26 and collect that seventh or uh, 77th pick in the third round as well. And so with this pick, there are some options that I like. Chop Robinson, the edge rusher from Penn State. And again, this is predictive. So this is what I think Howie Roseman would do in this scenario. Tyler Guyton is a guy the Eagles like a lot. The Oklahoma tackle. Again, Howie likes to be very proactive when it comes to replacing tackles and offensive linemen overall. Jason Kelsey, he drafted his replacement three times. Isaac Sayamalu, Landon Dickerson, and Cam Jurgens. Kelsey outlasted all of them, so they all had to play guard. Jason Peters' replacement was supposed to be Andre Dillard. It's now, we know, is Jordan Maialata. Tyler Guyton would probably be the favorite pick here. For me, the selection I would love, Miami safety Cameron Kitchens is on the board. Six interceptions and five interceptions the last two years. To me, he's the best ball hawk safety in the draft this year. Had a great senior bowl this past week. Vic Fangio really needs help at safety this year. Then you could look at corner two. Does he draft Kelsey's replacement again with Jackson Powers Johnson, the Oregon center, who had an amazing senior bowl? I don't think so. I think, and again, I would go with secondary or linebacker. I think right now, gun to my head, it would be Tyler Guyton, who Lane Johnson's been mentoring this offseason. The Eagles met with him multiple times at the Senior Bowl. I think they would go with what they do in the first round, and it is selecting linemen with those top picks. And I don't think it would change. Let's go with the 50th overall pick, though, in round two. This is where he needs to focus on the secondary and at linebacker. They have not taken a cornerback in the second round since Sidney Jones in 2017. They haven't taken a corner in the first round since Lido Shepard over 15 years ago, which is crazy. So let's see what corners we have available on the clock. And we went with tackle first round. So there you go. There's your long-term need behind Lane Johnson. It's a position they value. It's a school they value. Okay, fine. That Howie, you got your lineman. You stuck with your philosophy of what you do. And you do need a premier tackle backup this year for sure. So Tyler Steen's going to most likely start at right guard. You need that main guy in case Jordan Maialata or Lane Johnson get hurt. So in the second round here at cornerback, TJ Tampa's on the board from Iowa State. I like Ennis Rakestraw from Missouri. Kalen King has had a rough few months the way he finished the season with Penn State did not have a great senior bowl but 
And he's 5'11". He's a smaller corner, but I love the way he can mirror players in press man coverage. He has the explosive speed down the field. He plays more aggressive than his size. Kind of reminds me almost of a poor man's Devin Witherspoon. If you trust your staff to you know take this kid's raw ability and mold that between him, Kalen King, Keely Ringo, Eli Ricks, Darius Slay can mentor these young guys next year. I think the risk might still be worth the reward with Kalen King. Two years ago, his tape when he was opposite Joey Porter Jr. and he was getting targeted game after game after game, it was really impressive. So again, is Kalen King a first rounder like we thought he could be last year? No, but I do think at 50th overall, it's pretty good value and he's aggressive and that's what I want in my defensive players on the Eagles this year. I want some dogs and I think Kalen King is a dog. So we're going to take Penn State corner Kalen King with that 50th overall pick in the second round. So we went tackle and corner. And the other reason I think that how we would go corner in this scenario is because when you look at compared to like safety and linebacker, the free agent classes here at corner is not good. And do you want to bank on Keely Ringo being the unquestioned boundary corner next year? Like he, you probably want some young competition in a form of a second or first round pick. I mean, you could make a trade, but you're not bringing back James Bradbury. Cornerback's a big need, not just long-term, but short-term as well. We have another pick in the second round, though, the 53rd overall selection. We've gone tackle. We've gone corner. Again, this is a predictive mock. This is what I think Howie Roseman would do. So let's see what we got here with some more linemen. Tavondre Sweat, the defensive tackle from Texas, is still on the board. I think Howie would like him. Darius Robinson, the edge rusher from Missouri. Um, had the best week at the Senior Bowl, maybe of anybody. He was named, I think, the overall player of the week from his peers, his players and coaches. The edge rusher from Missouri, I think that's an interesting idea. At linebacker, I love Cedric Gray. Jeremiah Trotter Jr. from Clemson. Like, would Howie do this? I want to do it so bad. Would he do it? He hasn't taken a linebacker in the second round ever, or I think he did once with Michael Kendricks. At safety, Kalen Bullock makes a lot of sense. He's a former receiver that has a ton of range and great ball skills. You need that in Vic Fangio's defense. It's between, to me, Kalen Bullock, Javon Bullard, too, from Georgia is on the board, Darius Robinson, the edge rusher from Missouri, and then Jeremiah Trotter. I want to believe that Howie's going to change his philosophy. Howie Roseman's very self-aware. He knows when to switch things up. In 2019, we all questioned if he would ever go running back in round two, and then he did take Miles Sanders. After the draft, he's like, see, we care about running back here. I'm going to say he does it. The Eagles select Jeremiah Trotter Jr. with the 53rd overall pick. So there we have it. Howie Roseman got his lineman. He got Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma. He took Kalen King, the cornerback from Penn State in round two, and then Clemson linebacker Jeremiah Trotter Jr. to wrap things up in rounds one and two in Mock Draft Monday, episode one, right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Tackle, corner, linebacker, that's the way it's got to be done. Right now, if Howie did not have free agency and trades, I think that is the way he would approach it. A little bit of both worlds there. Rounds three through five coming up next, right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Lockdown Eagles podcast is brought to you by DoorDash. The big game is less than a week away. The Chiefs, the 49ers, your big game parties are coming. And if you're a host like I am every single year, 
You got to feed people. The main thing people go to Super Bowl parties for, maybe even the halftime show, but it's all about the food. Make it easier on yourself, especially if you're having like me. I have 10 plus people coming every single year. And yeah, I'll make a chicken wing dip and I'll order some food. And sometimes you got to go to the grocery store to do that. But now DoorDash comes into play. And while you're preparing everything in the apartment, make making sure everything's clean. You need your ingredients for your dip. Um, you want to order that pizza and wings. You can do that through DoorDash. You can get groceries. You can get those ingredients sent right to your door. You can get, again, snacks, chips, uh, dinner menu food, desserts. You need cookies and brownies. Like There you go. If you want to get cheesesteaks from Delisandro's or anything from, let's say, subs from Wawa, DoorDash is the place to go. Get prepared before game day. Stock up on your favorite appetizers and order all your tailgate favorites at DoorDash. Get up to 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order when you download the DoorDash app and enter our promo code LOCKED23. That's L-O-C-K-E-D-2-3 in all caps. Subject to change, terms do apply. Again, 50% off up to a $10 value when you spend $15 or more on your first order at DoorDash. Passion, drive, patience. What brings home the winning trophy is also what keeps your ride or die alive. eBay Motors has everything you need to maintain your vehicle and level it up to peak performance. From superchargers to roof racks, exhaust kits, LED headlights, and more. Whether you're into speed, power, or style, eBay Motors has got you covered. With over 122 million parts for your number one ride or die, you'll always find exactly what you're looking for. And with eBay Guaranteed Fit, your part is guaranteed to fit your ride every time or your money back. Because with eBay eBay Motors, you're burning rubber, not cash. With all the parts you need, the prices you want, it's easy to turn your car into the MVP and bring home that win. Keep your ride or die alive at ebaymotors.com. Eligible items only, exclusions do apply. eBay guaranteed fit, only available to U.S. customers. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. Guys, want to let you know that Lockdown has launched the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel on YouTube. Lockdown Sports Today is here for you covering everything in sports, our national shows covering every league, and the local experts as well covering every team. Go to Lockdown Sports Today on YouTube and subscribe to the first ever national sports 24-7 streaming channel. It's Mock Draft Monday right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast. So we had one pick in round one, two picks in round two to kick things off. And again, this is a predictive mock draft. It's what I think Howie Roseman would do right now with all the needs on the roster not addressed through other avenues like free agency and through trades. They need help both short-term and long-term at a lot more spots than we thought they would a calendar year ago. So what did we do? What do I think Howie Roseman would do? With that first pick, we went with Oklahoma Right tackle, Tyler Guyton, makes a lot of sense for the future. Lane Johnson, probably going to play, what, one more year, two more years, hopefully more. But Howie Roseman, again, I don't agree with it. I, I don't think tackles need four years to develop, and you know, I want to maximize a rookie contract and get those minutes out of that player on that value. So I would wait, but that's not the way he likes to do it. Tyler Guyton is somebody that's being mentored by Lane Johnson. He fits the mold of an Eagles tackle and they prioritize the trenches. Like they want to be deep and star studded at those spots. And they invest 90% of their first and second round picks at those positions. And it's not a coincidence that you heard around the senior bowl circles that the Eagles were looking heavily at the trenches it's a strong class for those positions, and that's just what Howie Roseman does. Um, in the second round, we went with Kendall King, Kalen King, I should say, the Penn State cornerback, and then with the 53rd overall pick, we went with Jeremiah Trotter Jr., the linebacker 
from Clemson. They did not get Asante Samuel Jr. back in 2021. Let's try to redo that with Jeremiah Trotter. Makes so much sense. And again, I, you know, Howie Roseman does not take linebacker early. He is not taking corner early, but he does value cornerback. He has just tried to bring in players with other avenues like trades and free agency. But this year, again, it's not a strong pool in free agency for corners or the trade market. I think long-term and short-term, the draft makes the most sense for that position. And again, with linebacker, like, yeah, he hasn't taken a second-round linebacker since Michael Kendricks, and a lot of that was backed by Andy Reid back in 2012. But again, Howie Roseman has changed his approach, his philosophy over the years. I think he knows Vic Fangio's defense badly needs linebacker and safety play. And I like some of the safeties available. I liked Kalen Bullock from USC. He was still on the board. Javon Bullard from Georgia is a top two player at that position. But again, I think he, with Jeremiah Trotter there, it's too good to pass up. Safety, they do have better players on this roster right now than linebacker. And again, yes, in this scenario, you don't have the trades or free agency yet, but that is a place that you can address that position, and safety is really good this year in free agency. So we went tackle, corner, and linebacker. We're back on the clock here in the third round, the 77th overall pick. And here's where I maybe want to go with uh, – I want to go look at safety, but I'm also thinking a role player on offense. They need a new wide receiver three. They need a better committee at running back, even if you bring back DeAndre Swift, who is a free agent this year. They badly need a second tight end behind Dallas Goddard, so teams respect your passing ability when you use 12 personnel. Like You cannot roll out there next year with Quez Watkins, Jack Stahl, and Kenneth Gainwell anymore, getting the minutes they did, getting the snaps they did. It's just not – you need, like in the NBA, you need a better bench. You need your 3 and D players in the Eagles right now on offense really don't have that guys. It's And even Dallas Goddard had a bad year. It's Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. So when you look at right now wide receiver, Devontae Walker is still on the board from North Carolina, a burner. Johnny Wilson from Florida State is 6'7". Like, do you want to try to convert him to tight end or use him as a giant slot? Roman Wilson was maybe the best player at the Senior Bowl. This past week, the receiver from Michigan, Jamari Thrash from Louisville, another player that had a strong week, a very strong run after the catch player, very shifty in the slot. I think those guys all really fit what the Eagles need on offense. Um, I like Ben Sennett from uh, Sanat from Kansas State uh, and Jaheim Bell at tight end. But I think let's go with safety. Yeah, I mean, there's still a lot of guys available. Javon Bullard still on the board. Cole Bishop from Utah and Bo Braid. Um, I don't know if J- Javon Bullard would be there at this spot. When it's all said and done, I think he's more of a second-round pick. But if he's there, you're running to the table. Like, Javon Bullard is somebody that can cover so much range. If you can add Javon Bullard and Jeremiah Trotter Jr. to that second and third level of the defense, I'm all in. Bullard is a versatile player. He can cover in the slot. He can play single-high, two-man shell. He can play against the run. Like, he's a good tackler. I really like that pick. If Javon Bullard's available in round three, I'm running to the podium. That's a huge need addressed with that pick. And we have another third rounder because we traded down with the Raiders in round one. So that was the pick for Bullard at 77. Now we have the Eagles' actual pick at 97. Here's where I want to go with offense. Um, and again, how we would probably look at um, edge as well and defensive tackle, like Braden Fisk from Florida State had a great week in Mobile. That would be a very good rotational player, and if you're not going to you know, uh, extend Milton Williams, you might, 
but Braden Fisk would be a good and if even if you do if Milton Williams comes back but Fletcher Cox doesn't after a one more year or not this year at all you need more depth inside so we could still go receiver um, we could go tight end I think Howie at this point though would go edge I think he wants to add another rotational piece so he doesn't have to rely as much on Brandon Graham again the future of Nolan Smith we still don't know they're banking on him for sure he's a first round pick heading into year two but and then Josh Sweat and Hassan Riddick are on their last year of their deal. So um, I think it would probably be edge or defensive tackle with the unknowns um, with Fletcher Cox and Milton Williams and Jordan Davis. I'm going to go with Braden Fisk from Florida State. I think that pick makes a lot of sense. Um, they like to rotate their linemen. I think Howie, in this scenario, would probably go with the line. I think it's more important. It's a really good player that's on the board, um, and it's a position that they value a lot. So we are on the clock again here in round five. And, and okay, let's go offense now. So here's where we'll go with um, receiver. Brendan Rice from USC is on the, on the board from um, uh, USC, Jerry Rice's son. Luke McCaffrey, the brother of Christian McCaffrey, had a great week in Mobile, a very shifty, explosive slot receiver. That would make a lot of sense. Like that could be your version of, you know, Hunter Renfro in this offense. Um, a shifty slot would make a lot of sense. Uh, Dylan Loeb from New Hampshire at running back, very versatile, great receiving back. Could be a nice compliment to DeAndre Swift or whatever running back that you sign. At tight end, I like Theo Johnson a lot from Penn State. Do we go with two Nittany Lions to pair up with Dallas Goddard? That's a, ooh, this is tough. Between Theo Johnson, Luke McCaffrey, and Dylan Loeb, I think I would go with Theo Johnson. I think they really need... I think more than a receiver and more than a running back, they could get by at receiver and running back more than I think at tight end if Dallas Goddard goes down. And he goes down every year. And he's 29 years old right now. They need to try to upgrade from Jack Stahl from a receiving perspective. I'm going to go with Theo Johnson, the tight end from Penn State. Had a great week in Mobile. Separates, has length, really strong at the catch point, in traffic, over the middle. Had a really nice diving catch in one-on-ones I saw along the sidelines. Like, good body control. Theo Johnson, if you can get him on day three, like, to me, that's an absolute steal. All right, we've got two picks back-to-back here in round five, 169 and 170. Um, let's see what we've got here at edge rusher. Cedric Johnson from Ole Miss I like. Zion Fatui from Washington. Um, I'm going to go, though, back to offense. Let's go back to the well. Let's see what we got at running back. I don't love the crop now, so maybe we'll skip running back. Let's go with receiver. Let's go back-to-back pass catchers maybe. Jaquan Jackson, that's my guy from Tulane. That's a rising star that I didn't even know, if I'm being completely honest, did not know who he was until the Senior Bowl. The Tulane slot receiver, super shifty. He was one of the most consistent players in Mobile, and he fits exactly what the Eagles need. Like they Do they need a slot, per se? No, because Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown can play inside. You could draft a Brendan Rice or a Johnny Wilson that plays on the boundary as your wide receiver three. But Smith and Brown should be on the outside most of the time. And Jaquan Jackson, great returner as well. Just shifty, really good hands. Like He's a handful to get his hands on. And Kellen Moore, who creates separation a lot for his receivers, I think he could use a guy like this and use his strengths. I love that pick in round five, Jaquan Jackson from Tulane. We've got another pick here at 170. Could they go quarterback? I could totally see Howie Roseman going with... Yep, this is this is a Howie pick. This is a Howie pick right here. Marcus Mariota is a free agent now. 
Tanner McKee's heading into year two, had a great preseason, like for sure, last year. He's a developmental pick that they took last year at Stanford. Maybe he goes back into the well at quarterback. Joe Milton from Tennessee, a mobile quarterback with a big arm, very raw mechanically when it comes to progressions throughout an offense. Accuracy is a concern, but he has all the physical tools. Like this is such a Howie pick. He got multiple linemen. We could go edge, right? We could go edge. <laughs> that would make sense. But I'm going to go with, uh, again, I'm, I'm trying to read Howie's mind here. I'm going to go with Joe Milton, the quarterback from Tennessee. I think between, I was at the Senior Bowl and I was looking at Spencer Rattler, Sam Hartman, Joe Milton. For some reason, I had a hunch. I'm like, this might be back-to-back years that on day three, Howie goes back into the quarterback well and he takes one. And we've got another pick in round five. The Eagles completely own round five, 177 overall. Let's take an edge rusher. Let's add some more depth. I'm going to go with Washington Zion Tupola Futi, uh, Fatui, excuse me, um, to compete with Brandon Graham, Nolan Smith as that third and fourth edge rusher. And then round six at pick 188. Got to go running back. Like, let's try every year. There's a running back on day three or late day two that becomes a solid player, whether he's like the bell cow or just a really good rotational piece. Every year that happens. So you might as well try to pick one. The Eagles have not selected a running back since the 2021 draft when they took Kenneth Gainwell um, in the fifth round. So of these options, should we take Frank Gore Jr.? Ooh, let's do it. Let's take, let's take the man that the Eagles were never able – an Eagles legend that never became an Eagle. He backed out at the last second back in 2015. Frank Gore, let's, how awesome would this jersey purchase be, right? A Gore Jr. Eagles jersey would be awesome considering the lore. From Southern Mississippi, we'll go running back Frank Gore Jr. in round six. Again, the Eagles, like that might not be the fix, but – you have to try to upgrade from, even if you do bring back DeAndre Swift or you sign another solid free agent like a Devin Singletary or, I don't know, A.J. Dillon, and you trade for a Damian Pierce, or you do bring back DeAndre Swift, they need to try to upgrade. Kenneth Gainwell is a fine player. Boston Scott is a fine player for the niche role that he has, but I want some more dynamic players in a committee because you're not using... You're not going to use DeAndre Swift like you use Miles Sanders as a bell cow player that you know gets 80% of the snaps. And even if you do, when you do put the other guys out there, I want a guy that can be more powerful than Kenneth Gainwell. I want somebody that can be a better receiver too. Like Gainwell is underwhelming as a pass catcher despite playing receiver at Memphis. Um, and so you got to try something. And through the draft, Frank Gore Jr. could make a lot of sense. So we'll recap our Mock Draft Monday episode one coming up next right here on the Locked On Eagles podcast. Today's episode of the Locked On Eagles podcast is brought to you by FanDuel, and we all know what's coming up this Sunday. Everybody, it is Super Bowl Sunday. Celebrate with FanDuel, America's number one sportsbook. If you're like me, Super Bowl Sunday is all about scoring the best seat on the couch, grabbing your favorite football snacks, and placing some super bets. FanDuel has so many ways for you to end the season with a W or two, or three, not only can you bet on who will win the Super Bowl 58, but FanDuel also has bets for which players will score touchdowns, how many points will be scored, so much more. New customers join today, and you'll get $200 back in bonus bets if your first bet of $5 or more wins. So visit FanDuel.com slash LockedOn to sign up. That's FanDuel.com slash LockedOn. Make every moment more with FanDuel, an official sportsbook partner of the NFL. We thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen each and every day. We're wrapping up Mock Draft Monday, episode one of the 2024 offseason. So let's recap what I did 
in this first mock with how many picks was it? That was a lot. Four, eight, ten picks. Howie Roseman's got a lot of selections this year. A first rounder, two second round picks. I traded, well, he has nine, but I traded down from 22 in round one to route to 26. So we collected the 77th overall selection and the 26th pick from the Las Vegas Raiders. Then we had the 97th overall pick in round three, four picks in round five. We owned that one, and then one pick in round six. So in round one, we went with offensive tackle Tyler Guyton from Oklahoma. Howie Roseman gets his long-term replacement for Lane Johnson, goes with the trenches. That's what he does. It's a strong class. Like, that makes so much sense for Howie. He addresses some short-term needs in round two. Kalen King, the cornerback from Penn State, love that pick at 50. Developmental prospect, explosive, great at mirroring receivers. Again, very undisciplined right now. Too aggressive. I think he bites on the first move a lot. He is undersized, but if you trust your coaches, Kalen King has a lot of traits you should like, and I want an aggressive corner on this defense that's young and is a top-two-round prospect. And he's a Penn State guy. Eagles fans will love that. Jeremiah Trotter Jr., speaking of things the Eagles will love, the linebacker from Clemson falls in our lap at 53 overall. Talking about falling in our lap, how about Georgia safety Javon Bullard falling to 77? I think he'll be more of a second-round pick. I think he's a top-three safety prospect. Top two to me, only behind Cameron Kitchens from Miami. But we've seen crazier things. Bullard is somebody that's very versatile. I think he'd be great in that Fangio defense. So with three picks in a row, you go corner, linebacker, safety. If Howie just had the draft first like the NBA does to address these needs, I think he would, again, he'll get his fix. He'll get his lineman round one. That's what he does. And then don't mess around on day two. With that third, that second pick in the third round that we have, though, at 97 overall, we did go back to the trenches with Braden Fisk, the defensive tackle from Florida State. Then on day three, Finally get a new backup tight end to Dallas Goddard, Theo Johnson from Penn State. Get a new slot receiver, shifty, explosive, undersized, but perfect in a Kellen Moore offense. Two-lane receiver, Jaquan Jackson. Maybe he can be our version of Darnell Mooney to go with Devontae Smith and A.J. Brown. I want that shifty slot receiver. That's the kind of niche receiver I want for this offense. Then, how he gets his developmental quarterback from Tennessee and Joe Milton between Joe Milton and Tanner McKee. That's a lot of size. That's a lot of arm strength. Let them battle it out in camp to be Jalen Hurts' backup. And then with our final two picks, another edge rusher from Washington. To You got to add some more depth. I don't want to just bank on Nolan Smith and Brandon Graham again next year. Washington edge rusher Zion Tupola Fatui. And then the final pick we have in round six at 188 overall. This would be such a funny pick. How about Frank Gore Jr. from Southern Miss? Two sons of Eagles legends, Jeremiah Trotter Jr. and Frank Gore Jr. for Mock Draft Monday episode one. How about that? I think that's a pretty good start to Mock Draft Monday. Let me know what you thought about my job here as Howie. What would you think he does in this scenario before free agency, before trades, before anything, he hasn't before even in-house decisions on extensions, who to cut. This is what I think he would do with this kind of playing field. Let me know on Twitter at LockdownBirds, at DiBiase, LOE. Thank you so much for making Lockdown Eagles your first listen and your watch. And for YouTube watchers, again, the production side of these Mock Draft Mondays will get smoother once Gino's on the show. A lot of multitasking. I appreciate your patience, but I love doing these shows. We'll be back again for that next Monday. But until then, we got four more shows for you right here on the Lockdown Eagles podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day. As always, thank you so much for watching, listening, downloading, and let's go birds. Have a great day, everybody.